0: Welcome to this week's Planet Shakers podcast. Our brand new acoustic album, Show Me Your Glory Live at Chapel, is now available on all streaming platforms. Immerse yourself in new praise and worship songs and encounter God afresh today. Now, to this week's podcast. I wanted to speak to you today on the thought of prayers of victory, prayers of victory. You know, the Bible says in James chapter five and verse 15, um, and that the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and listen to this, pray for each other so that you may be healed. It's important to understand this because many of us actually carry many things, not just in our physical, but in our minds, in our bodies and in every part of us, I guess our bodies is our physical. And uh, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Or I've written it this way, it's on the screen. The passionate prayer of a righteous man profits much. The truth is that our church is a praying church. On Wednesday mornings, I encourage you to get along. On Wednesday night, we, we, we had our combined discipleship, we prayed again. But the truth is that we can pray and it can become a part of our religious practise or we can pray with the understanding that our prayer is gonna do something. Our prayer is gonna profit much. Our prayer is gonna change lives. And we have been in that mode. Elijah, it says in verse 17, was a human being. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm not sure if you're a human being. <laughs> Elijah was a human being, even as we are, he prayed earnestly that he, it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crop. You know, on my wall in my office, I actually have a big picture Uh, of a part of P&G, and then it says under it from 1 Kings 18, go eat and drink, but it says this, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. If there's an ideology or something we believe in our church, that we can hear that sound. We can hear it over our city, over our family. We can hear that in drought stricken places, our God's gonna come through and bring a heavy rain and a refreshing to the land. And so for me, that's become a core part of who. Who I am, but as I was preparing for this message, I remember a, a story I heard of a, a man in the first, in the Second World War, and this particular soldier was actually in a trench, and uh, and he was in this trench and. And he, 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 he saw people going out to what they call no man's land between our trench and the, the enemy's trench. And, and, and you know, in, in times like we're in right now, we know about war times, it, it's happening again. And we pray for those people. We pray for the displacement of all those people. But we pray that God would come through in their circumstance. But as we look at war, here's these guys. And it seems madness that individual men would get up up out of a trench, put themselves in firing line and then run towards taking back uh, enemy ground. But as they run between trenches, it's called No Man's Land, there was a lot of collateral damage, particularly in World War I and World War II. And on this occasion, the, the, this man actually was involved and he rescued up to 30 people who'd been shot in No Man's Land. And what he'd do is he'd run up and he'd grab them, he'd carry them back in. And you imagine the, the thoughts that are going through your head, running your head, understanding that you could die as you're out there. And he carried these people back and he saved up to 30 lives. But it wasn't until he was at an award ceremony where he was getting an honour, a badge of honour for what he'd done. He went up, he received his award. And as he was leaving the award, a man walks up to him and he said, Sir, I have one question for you. He said, I was in the trench about a few hundred metres down, I could see you. But before you got up, it's always intrigued me Because I noticed that you would stand at the bottom of the trench and it was like you were looking at your watch. Can I ask you what you were doing, sir? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I didn't know you saw me. I didn't know anybody saw me. But before I left for war a number of years earlier, my mother told me that every half hour of the day, she would pray for the first five to 10 minutes of that half hour to make sure I was covered in prayer. And before I ran out, I just made sure that I was close to that half hour so that when I was running, I was covered by God's power. And I started to think, wow. If we could get a revelation and an understanding of how powerful prayer is, then we would live our lives entirely differently. We're in the season of victory. We're believing that God's gonna do something in us and through us. He has been doing things. We hear it on the screen. We get excited. But the question is, do you actually live a daily experience saying, I'm gonna pray at half hour because God's gonna come through. I'm gonna pray into that situation because God's gonna come through. I'm gonna believe that the righteous prayer of a righteous man availeth much, that there is gonna be profit that is gonna come because of my prayer. In 1 John in verse 5, verse 14, it says, this is the confidence and we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Did you hear that? If we ask anything, He hears us. What are you asking God? He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask Him for. I wanna tell you church, we got to get this revelation. we got to get this understanding that we serve a God who hears our prayers and wants to answer our prayers. He wants to come into your situation. But today, can I build your confidence for a moment? Because you're a human being and human beings allow time, circumstances, situations in their life to take away from their ability to have confidence in this area. We would all say we agree. But the question is, Do we have confidence in this area? Today, I wanna pray for the sick. Why do I wanna pray for the sick? Because I suddenly realised that we've been praying for the sick in the South Pacific and and recently I was in Africa. And do you know that in the last 12 months, we've seen three people get out of wheelchairs. And I started to think, why don't I pray when I'm in church? Because we're a praying church. But I believe that God wants to do something in us today. He wants to give us a confidence. He wants to give us an assurance that He's gonna come through whatever our circumstances may be. I was in Africa in the last few weeks. Any Africans here today? I didn't mean South Africans, I've heard enough. I saw these two put their hand up, but I was in South Africa and then they win the cup. Thank God I wasn't in South Africa when they won the cup. Not that they would gloat, they're very, very humble people, the South Africans. <laughs> but I was in a place called the Kingdom of Eswantini. Sounds like something out of a Disney movie to me. <laughs> Some of you have noticed know Swaziland, that's what it used to be called. It's just in recent times changed. And, and uh, I went with Pastor Fabian and we met uh, members of the royal family. And I want you to stay tuned because. Planet Shakers is going to do some believe type activity in that country. But then I went to Kenya and I met with the First Lady of Kenya, with Pastor Fabian, which was fun because he's never been to one of those sort of places and it was awesome. He, he was like walking in like, do I, what do I do? I said, just don't kill anybody, you'll be fine. And, uh, and, 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 and there's 60 million people. Do you know 72% of the nation of Kenya is under the age of 25? And the reason they want us involved is because they believe we can help with the next generation. But as we were travelling in the plane, Pastor Fabian and I were talking about his daughter Faith. Some of you know the story. But the reality is that his daughter actually drowned in their swimming pool when she was just one year of age. She was actually clinically dead for 54 minutes. And anybody who's got a, Uh, who's a doctor or an understanding medically, understands that one, that couldn't, shouldn't, is a miracle that she even came back to life, but two, that she came back to life and she has no particular disorder. And we were talking about it and Fabian got quite emotional because he hadn't spoken about it for a while because in May this year, his daughter Faith turned seven and she is a beautiful kid, but man, she is a handful like in every sense. It's like, wow, this girl has energy and passion. and, uh, and, and, and But I want to show you some photos and I'll show you the first photo because some of you will remember we prayed and there she is. But you can remember she'd just come out of a coma at this day, to- stage after eight days. And to that point, they didn't even know if she was alive. The doctor said, when well, if she opens her eyes, then there's a chance. But more than likely she'll be brain damaged. Then... Just another six days later, we take the next photo and you'll see that here she is just about to walk out of church. And uh, a lady in the church made that jumper. They still have that jumper because that was a jumper of statement of she was making it over 14 days, believing she'd wear it as she, she walked out of the hospital. But then here we are in her birthday in May this year. (laughs) And as you can see, this is a sassy young girl. But here's the thing, church. Prayer is of victory work. This church prayed. We prayed day in, day out, believing. We were told that nothing could happen. We were told this baby would be brain dead. We were told that this couldn't happen. But there today is a girl standing there as a victory, a statement that God comes through. I wanna build your confidence this morning. You know, uh, for me as a person, I... I was, I've been brought up in the church. And if you're not careful, you can be brought up in the church with, wow, it's great that they're getting healed. Wow, it's great that they're getting healed. Oh, I saw that this week. But then you've got a problem and you don't dare to believe for it. You got a problem, we say pray for the sick. And you say, oh, I've been before, nothing's happening. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe this is my, 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 my John thorn in my side. Maybe this is what God has purpose for me. What a load of rubbish. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says He is our healer. So we've got to go in with a sense of confidence. But I was pastoring a church and I was no different to any of you back in, in Perth, West Australia. And we decided to have a week of prayer and fasting at this stage, believing for incurable diseases. We had a whiteboard and there were 11 names on the whiteboard. We went to the prayer meeting before the night meeting we were gonna pray. And as I'm standing on the whiteboard going through each person's name, there's a crowd of about 100 people pre-service praying. And, And as we did, this young boy, about 16, his name was Adam, I remember so distinctly because I liked and didn't like Adam all in the same breath. And he just points out and at that stage, I was the senior pastor of a church and how dare a 16 year old yell out in a crowd, a oh, pastor, pastor, there's one problem. I said, what's that? He said, you haven't put your name on the board. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you've got that incurable ankle problem that's gonna degenerate over your life. The doctors have told you and you you, you haven't put your name up." And I'm like, shut up son. Um, Because all the pressure then goes on me. It was on the other 11, now it's on me. And we don't like the pressure. There's no pressure. You don't heal yourself. God heals you. God comes through. God is the one that's gonna do it on your behalf. And so I, I write my name reluctantly on the board. I spelt it wrong so that people, you know, did. <laughs> not really. But I walk into the meeting and all I can think about is Adam. Because sometimes we actually need others to encourage us because in ourselves we don't have the confidence. And so I'm sitting in the meeting and they're doing praise and worship and I'm thinking, God, we're gonna see some great healings tonight. But I just can't get out of my head. And so I hear the Holy Spirit say, Prod your ankle. And, and I, uh, the second joint in my ankle, doctors will understand better, but basically I had no cartilage or anything to pad the joint. And what was happening was as my bones were pressing together, there was nothing between them. It was, the word my doctor used was to, like decompressing the bone. So at the end of the day, I felt this incredible pain and it was like the movement of my bone pushing in, pushing out. And I'd lie with it, even with nothing on the bed, if I put a sheet on top of it, agony. And, and, and so I knew the pain was there. So I got my finger and I pushed it into the place of pain. And I was like, I can't feel anything. Oh, it's just the adrenaline. It's just the meeting. I'm warm. I know none of you come up with excuses, but you know, that'll be fine. I don't need anything. Yep, this is good. I felt the Holy Spirit say, you're healed. So I got a, a, a pen, a biro, you know, the sharp tip end, which is stupid In the best of time. I probably did more, could have done more damage to myself. But I thought, I'm gonna stick it right in there. If this doesn't hurt, it must be healed. <laughs> but as I turn around, here's this little 16 year old boy on about the second last row looking at me like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I bend down, I put my ankle at nothing. I can't feel anything. And I feel the Lord say, you're healed. So I run up on stage because I've learned if I don't do it instantly, I'll never do it because my cynicism will kick in. So I run on stage and I say, Church, I know we haven't even begun to pray yet, but I've had this issue and I believe that God has healed me. Well, the truth is here we are 30 years later and I don't have an ankle problem anymore. Why? Because my God is the greatest physician. My God can come through in your circumstances. And I wanna build your confidence today, understanding who your God is. But the pastor, I prayed and it hasn't happened yet. You heard Tim on the screen. He was talking about his visa. He's prayed and it hasn't happened yet. And then suddenly God comes through because God's timing is not our timing, but nevertheless, God's gonna come through in your situation. Prayers of victory. You see, we need to understand that it's not my ability to build your confidence, your ability to stir yourself. He is Our confidence. He is our confidence. The feeling, the belief that in faith, one is gonna come through for you. His Name is Jesus and He's gonna come through. In the book of Micah chapter 2 and verse 13, it says this. It's set in Micah as obviously an incredibly persecuted time. And therefore Micah was a prophet and he was speaking against leaders of the nation. He was coming against, you know, at that time there was corruption in politics and there was great social unrest, probably not dissimilar in some ways to some things that are happening in our world at this moment in time. But, but, but he, he came and he makes this statement in chapter two and verse 13. The one who breaks open the way uh, will go up before them They will break through the gate and go out. Their King will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. You see, He's our confidence, but we also need to understand that He is our deliverer. He's gonna come through for us. He's our rescuer. He's our saviour. Each of us sits here today because He saved our soul. But I wanna tell you, He's our rescuer. You've got a problem, you've got a circumstance, He's gonna come through for you. We can't pray and just do it because it's a religion. We pray prayers of victory, believing that God's gonna come through for us. You see, interestingly, it says the gate. All right. And the gate actually is a symbol of once open, you move into a different space. But actually in biblical times, if you understand, more often than not, when you go through the gate, you open into a place of opportunity. You open into a place of, a spacious place. And it's so often the case that when we break beyond where we are and we allow ourselves to go through the barrier that's holding us back, we step into a spacious place that God always designed for us. We can't move into that place unless we understand He's our deliverer. He's gonna come through for us. He's gonna bring our freedom. He's gonna let us go. you got a trouble in your marriage, then believe He's your deliverer. you got an accusation against you, then you got to believe He's your deliverer. you got a healing that you require in your body, He's your deliverer. He's gonna come through in your circumstance. But the last thing that He is and it's found here Is, you know, the king, which signifies a righteous man or a righteous woman, or so often a hurdle can be in our way because we look at righteousness through what people do rather than who people are. But we've got to recognise that, that there are kings and queens on the earth. I, I met with some of these people in Africa recently, and one of them without exposing them is a Spirit-filled believer that believes that Africa will be saved. So are there any Africans here today? We, watch this space. We're going to, we believe uh, Pastor Russell spoke to me and I went over there and we really feel like there's something going to emerge in Africa in what we've been doing in the South Pacific. And, and that's why I took Pastor Fabian because we're going to see something happen. But you got to go into those environments not looking at the problem not looking at what's going to take place not looking at how could we ever do anything here we got to go through understanding that he is our breakthrough He's going to go on our behalf. He's going to break open those things that can't be broken. He's going to release those things that can't be released. He's going to open up opportunity for us. So here in the book of Micah, the prophet is actually saying that if we've got a confidence in who He is, He's our confidence. If we've got a confidence that He's our deliverer, then we've got to expect that He is our breakthrough and we're going to step into all that He has for us. So it's important that we recognise that we're in that, season of breakthrough. We're in that season of Him coming through in every part of our life. The word that I get for you is that it's not, you know, in your case, it's not delay. uh, It's a delay, sorry, it's not a denial. Some of you have been delayed. Some of you have been saying, God, what's going on? I've been praying about this for years. God, I've been believing for You. Well, I tell you, we're in the season of victory. It's been prophesied that it's gonna be short battles. So we're gonna step out of where we are today and we're gonna step into all He has for us. I want you to stand to your feet right across this room. As you're standing to your feet, I'm gonna read this passage. and Another formative passage for myself. And for us as a church in Matthew 18, verse 18, says this in Message Bible, take this most seriously. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal and I mean this. Humans, human beings that doubt ourselves, that don't know what to do, I mean this. When two of you get together, that's why we need each other. When two of us get together on anything at all on earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. Oh, I love that statement. That that sense of God is already going into action. I I wanna position my God that He'll go into action on my behalf. He's my deliverer. Oh, He's my breakthrough. He's my confidence. I wanna go into that place where He goes on my behalf. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure I will be there. Truth is church, that we live according to Jesus being there, verse 20, He's in the midst. But where we're wrong, I think, as I read this passage, is Jesus isn't there to make us feel warm and fuzzy. He's not there just to bring His presence so we feel good. He's there on assignment, from His Father in Heaven. So He's here today. It's not like some fictitious thing out there, He's here. I can feel Him, I can sense Him. But if you understand this passage, He's here with a purpose. In fact, if you understand the context and I've spoken about it before, but I wanna say it because we're about to pray, I wanna fill you full of confidence. Two or three are gathered in that time in law in the country Romans, all they had to declare is that they are a Roman citizen. If they declare they're a Roman citizen, that means they had an unusual power. What was their unusual power? They could get two of them and they could approach the floor of Parliament in their country and be a representative on behalf of the people. Why? Because they knew Romans would always do the best thing by Rome. So they'd show up at the floor of Parliament and they'd say, we want this. The government didn't have the power to say no It was set up in such a way that they had to say, yes, the only deliberation for the government was timing because of budget, we can't do it till this time. Because of a few other things that are happening, we can't do it till this time, but it will be done. So when Jesus is speaking to the Romans, He's actually saying to them, the same power you have on earth is the same power that you have in heaven. The government of the day is your Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit and myself, Jesus. And in fact, I'm the representative of our parliament. And if two of you will present to me a contract, it is done. All you have to do is I'm gonna take it to my Father in heaven. He goes into action. Did you notice he goes into action? So in other words, he's into action. He may not do it in your time and my time, but make no mistake, he's gonna do it. So all we require, are oh, some human beings that dare to believe that prayers of victory can happen in this place today. So here's what we're gonna do. You got sickness in your body of any kind, get out of your seats right now, come to the front. I don't care whether it's your eyes, I don't care whether it's blood, if it's cancer, if there's a disability in your body, come on, let's dare to believe that God can do something powerful. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.